saw me looking up in a day. Sitting there thinking about better day. And then you came around with your blue eyes. And now you're clearing up all my gray skies. See me doing my little dance. You gave this man a second chance. I hope your love will never stop. I'm gonna keep on doing that monster hop. Hello, and welcome to Talk Story Podcast. I'm Ken. And I'm Scott. So, this is episode number one. It is. It's currently 6.02, Wednesday, January the 19th. Actually, that's where you're wrong, because it's 11.02 on January 19th. But technically, you're right. Why, why would that be, Scott? Tell us, tell us because why. well because I'm in uh, Washington DC about three thousand miles away from home. Uh, I'm a I'm what a the foreigner. fuck are you doing in Washington DC? I'm a foreigner in our nation's capital. I've actually got a job over here, so I'm I'm working in Washington DC. Actually, actually it's Alexandria, Virginia, really. So it's the DC metropolitan area, but we'll just call it Washington DC because everyone knows where Washington DC is, and not everyone knows where Alexandria, Virginia is. So I do not know where Alexandria. Virginia is. Well, exactly. But it sounds like you're literally in our nation's capital. I am. I'm. Well, actually, I'm not too far from it. I uh, got here a couple of days ago, and so I've been, I've been working and getting situated. I'm actually recording this from a Travel Lodge Hotel. So, technically speaking, I'm homeless. I, I'm not sure how. What's your shameless plug of Travel Lodge? How would you travel see Lodge. your accommodations are so far? Uh, We're just plugging. We're just totally plugging. We are. I suppose that Travelodge actually owes me a little bit of money for this. It'd be nice to get paid to stay in the room rather than to have to pay to stay in the room. But this is the best accommodations that I can Maybe they'll sponsor us. You know what, Travelodge, maybe they'll be our first sponsor. Uh, I suppose. Well, I've I've got a Travelodge cup in front of me here, and so at least, you know, I'm looking at the merchandise even if you're not. You are drinking the Kool-Aid, my friend. I am. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, kid. I am. Why? Why podcast? Why, why are we starting this? What, what are we doing to ourselves? What, what's going on here? Well, mostly what it is is for me. I'm um, you know I get a little bit sick to hear a Hawaii voice sometimes, and I need to stay connected because really I, I feel like since I've left, what's going to happen is that while I'm here, I'm here for five months total. I'm going to be here until the end of May at very least, and I want to make sure that I'm up to speed with everything that's going on and. This is a nice way to connect not only with with you, one of my close friends, uh, all the way three thousand miles away, right. but you know also to uh, keep keep up to date on the current events so that when I come home, I don't feel like a stranger in my own home. Wow, that and I just like to fucking talk. Who knows if we'll even stick it out? If anybody listens to this shit, well, we don't actually have to be the best podcasters on the internet. Really, what we have to do is be better than the worst guys. And so, you know, as long as we're not at the bottom, if we've just got a few fans, a few people listening, if even if it's just us listening to this later on, then I'm I'm okay with that, as long as we don't suck. You know, that's interesting to say that, because what I'm like, you know, before we started this, I'm trying to see what kind of podcasts are coming out of Hawaii right now, you know, and nine out of ten of them, the category that they're in is like travel and leisure or some shit like that, mm-hmm. or it's religious, or it's about a surf. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing wrong with any of those topics, mind you. I think there is definitely a void to be filled. There is. 
And, you know, I didn't want this to be a, we are local, and so we don't actually speak proper English all the time. We speak pigeon, but I didn't want this to Fuck be that. one of those. I speak proper English every oh, damn man. day. What are you yeah, talking but, about? See, that's because you have a job that doesn't involve surfing or, you know, making food for people. Oh, my God. That's what, that's what comes along with being a professional. So, you see, uh, for our listeners who don't know here, Ken... Works managing uh, pensions, is it? You know, I don't want to fucking talk about work right now. Why are we fucking talking about work? I don't want to talk about work. Yeah, well, you know, let's just fucking talk about the podcast here. What the fuck we're here for? We can talk about work later. What's going on right now? Okay, well, basically, the way that I feel about this is I feel like a foreigner in this place. You know, being a kid from Honolulu, Hawaii, I was born and raised on the, the east side of Honolulu, and coming right. here to Washington, D.C., it's a really strange feeling because things are very, very different here. So, for example, right now, um, let me check my phone here and I will get the temperature for you. This is the biggest difference for me when I really think about it. Uh, the the things that, that throw me off of my element. So, it's about 42 degrees right now, Fahrenheit. And 42 degrees. 42 degrees. That's actually a nice, balmy temperature. I, I walk to work. Balmy? It is. Balmy. It's, it's, it's balmy. I would describe it as balmy only because the last couple of days have been really, really cold. So we dropped down okay. below freezing the other day, and so... Below it, freezing? Below freezing. It was 30... Yeah, see, this is how ridiculous it is. Like, what? What? what is... What is freezing? What temperature does water freeze at? It's thirty something. I don't uh, even fucking. I believe know. I believe the freezing temperature of water is thirty two degrees, uh, and we were just below that. Thirty two. But we were so close to it that it didn't actually snow. It was raining slush, and so walking to work a couple of days oh. ago was basically like like walking down the road in in an icy or a snow cone, basically. But it didn't. It sounds s- miserable, if you ask me, dude. It's not miserable. It's magical. It's it's very different. And so, Magically? every day... That's not how I would describe that shit. That's because you're a pussy. I am. You know, I'm fucking spoiled out here, you know? I don't even... I'm just literally sitting in t-shirt and shorts right now. It's... I don't know how how cold it is right now. It's probably 70-something. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm fucking comfortable. I know that much. Well, and the other thing is, I, I don't really... You know, I question the accuracy of those damn weather apps. You know, like, I can look mm-hmm. at my iPhone and shit and uh-huh. pull up this weather app, and it'll tell me that it's 75 degrees right now in Honolulu. Is it really, though? I mean, where's this? Where's the fucking temperature that this thing is coming from? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just want to see how that shit works. Well, I don't know and how... And if it's really accurate. I don't really know where your your shitty iPhone temperature comes from, but my badass Android guess Did you is... uh, excuse me? Did you just say shitty iPhone? I did. You have a shitty iPhone because I've got a badass Android. As opposed to what? What the? Yes, the Android. Oh. Yeah, Android. Uh. Open source. So my shit. I, you know, I'm my shit is set on all sides by Android users. I am, I am like, like in the lion's den here. I am the sole iPhone user up in this bitch. What's going on? What do you mean you're the, the sole iPhone user up in this bitch, as opposed to who? As opposed to you, as opposed to everybody else I fucking know, what's going on? I mean, it's funny, the differences between the two camps, if you know what I mean. Uh, not at all, there, there's there's no difference uh, between them, there's, there's no way to measure that, because iPhones are just terrible, because you have to pay for everything. Everything is pay for service, and wow. the Android has uh, a lot of free apps, and so my temperature app, which I downloaded, gets its relay from NASA. I got free apps, motherfucker. You've got free I apps. I got free apps on my shit. Hell yeah. Okay. And I got more free apps than yeah. the fucking droid store does. 
Yeah, well, but, you know, I don't you know, know. technology aside, this is a, this is just like <laughs> alienating people left to right. Ain't nobody gonna fucking listen to this podcast. <laughs> We're just like hating on everything. This is fantastic. Let the differences be differences, and let's just uh, agree to differ on that on that point. And Joy barf. Joy barf. <laughs> Joy barf. Yeah, that is all. That is all. Okay, well, you know, the reason for this podcast really is that I want to figure out what's going on at home. So what what have I missed in the past week, the week that I've been gone? So what's what's been going on in Hawaii? You want to tell me a little bit about that? Well, what I've been looking at, actually, you know, I don't fucking surf. I don't know shit about surfing. I've gone surfing twice in my life. But what is going on, or what may go on tomorrow, possibly, is the Eddie Aikau surfing tournament over at Waimea. Mm. And... I was like, okay, that's cool. So I was checking it out on, you know, the the paper online. And there's a link to this article on Quicksilver. It's like the mechanics of Waimea Bay and how Waimea Bay functions and why the conditions have to be just right for big waves to come in. And it's it's actually a really good read. I'm going to send you that shit later. I'll send you the link. Okay, yeah. so I'll, I'll be happy to but, keep up with that. Why don't you tell the listeners a little I know, bit you about don't, you what... You don't give uh, a fuck about surfing. Not at all. I don't really surf either. I'm actually much more of a snowboarder, which is kind of odd. But I've, I've as well as you, I've, I've been surfing a couple of times, and I had a couple of bad experiences with it. It's not really my favorite thing to do. Although I do like to go to the really. Beach. What what kind of bad experiences? Enlighten us. Let's let's regale one tale of uh, aquatic horror. Well, when I was younger, we used to go to uh, Alamana Beach Park, which is uh, just outside of Waikiki. So it's on, on I guess, right. the south shore, the south shore of Honolulu on uh, the island of Oahu, which is where both Ken and I are from. And when I went surfing the last time, we're not from the south shore, motherfucker. We're from the east side. Yeah, east that's side. right. Well, I represent. Oikai, represent, yeah, bitches. Right. But um, <laughs> so anyway, the story, Oika the story about life. the the story about the surfing. So what happened is I was out there on a longboard which is really the easiest kind of surfboard to learn on because although it's very heavy, once you get moving, they're very stable and it's much easier to stand up and they're much more forgiving because you can move around on the board without affecting its trajectory so much. But being that I was very new at it, uh, when I stood up, uh, I actually put a little bit too much pressure on the front of my board and the nose purled. Uh, and, and for those of you yeah, who don't know what... Life. For those of you who don't know what purling is, it's when the front of the board goes underwater and you just launch like you're on a catapult. And uh, so you're pretty much face planting into the water. Basically, and you'd think it'd be soft. You know, when you're hitting that shit, you'd think it would be like a cushion. You know, you're just going through water. What's it really like? Well, I'm I'm not a wuss about that. Hitting water is fine, but the reason that a wave breaks, at least on on the south shore at Alamona where I was surfing. Uh, is that there's a reef there, and so it happened to be low tide, and just as I was Dude. flying off the board, I'm looking in, in in slow motion. It seemed like slow motion, at least, although I'm sure it was just a second or two. It's always in um, slow motion. Yeah. That's the other thing. Why is it always in slow motion? When I crashed my bike, it was in slow motion. Uh, that's because you were actually going pretty fast when you crashed your bike, but... You know, so uh, I, I'm flying through the air here, looking down at the water. I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, I'll be okay. And then, then at the last second, maybe two or three feet before I hit what was supposed to be the water, the tide pulled back a little bit, and I noticed that there were the, the, the reef was poking up, and so I landed face first into the reef, and then a wave no came from behind me and slammed way. me. I got hit by my board, and that was really the last time that I went surfing. What? Because... Where was this? Wikes? This was at Wikes, yeah. So this was at, uh, well, 
Ala Moana, Ala Moana Beach Park out at uh, Canoes, which is a very popular place okay. to learn how to surf. Yes. All right, I see, I see. But short... Wow, so you've pretty much face-planted into the fucking reef. I did. But, see, shortly after that, what happened is that I went snowboarding for the first time, and I realized that it's much easier when you, you, you know, it's, it's you just... Basically, what you do when you, you go snowboarding is that you sit on a chair, takes you to the top of the mountain, and then even though it's cold... Basically, all you have to do is let gravity take over, and you you know you're standing up already. There's no paddling, there's no effort involved to that, and so you can really focus on your ride and try to get down the mountain safely and in one piece. And I found that to be a lot more fun. Um, I haven't been able to go as frequently as maybe I would have been able to go surfing, but then again, I haven't had to pull bits of reef out of my flesh lately. So you know, I think you know over the past few years, I think it's 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 been a really good trade-off. It's been a really good trade-off. I don't know, man. I, I would argue that snowboarding is just as dangerous as surfing. You know, well, close, just without the whole drowning thing. But you're going downhill, you're on a board, you're going just as fast, if not faster, on a snowboard than you would a surfboard. There's all kinds of trees and shit you can hit, and other people, and you're catching, like, big air and launching, like, jumps and stuff. I don't know. I think the potential for injury is just as high. It is, but you just have to avoid doing dumb shit like trying to ride beyond your abilities. So in that way, I think it's a lot like riding a motorcycle. Uh, the, the best thing to do really is just try to get good enough that you're not falling down everywhere. And so that that's, a, that's, a, that's another thing that we like to do, ride motorcycles. What, uh, how many bikes have you owned in your life there, Scott? Uh, I guess I've owned, I've owned two street bikes and two dirt bikes and two mopeds. And so I'm not just a motorcyclist. Nice. I'll, I'll ride anything. I'll ride anything with two wheels. Anything at all. I am also a two-wheel fanatic. I have, fuck, I don't know how many bikes I've had. I don't even want to count 10, that. 11? 12, maybe? Something like that. In either case, it's, that's another thing you can't do right now because of the weather. You know, How many people do you see out there on bikes right now, on motorcycles in the streets, riding through D.C.? fucking cold. Actually, quite a few of them, and I, I've seen a few mopeds as well, which I really didn't expect, but the ones that I've seen over here all have license plates on them, so I'm, I'm not sure if they really have an equivalent hmm. to mopeds like we do in Hawaii, because the... Right, moped license. Yeah, the mopeds yeah. in Hawaii are uh, basically all... It's basically a bicycle, so you've got a bicycle permit. They're still fucking crazy if you ask me. That's fucking cold. That is way too be cold to be riding around in two wheels. You see, that's... Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't call myself a fair weather rider because I ride in the rain. I ride wherever. It's my daily driver. I don't even have a car anymore, you know. But I would have a fucking car if I lived over there. 30 degree weather, that's for damn sure. Well, that's true. But uh, I'm only going to be here for five months, you know, so I really didn't... I don't feel the need to, to get a car. We've got an excellent transportation system here, actually. Uh, I, I rode the metro. We got one, too, over here, bro. We got the bus. Yeah, but you don't have a you don't have a metro, and so you have to wait for the bus. The bus is well, I guess. You what have the to, fuck's a metro? A metro. I guess it's a, a subway, but the ones over here, at least the ones that I've seen so far, you know, there are stations above ground and there are stations underground, so they don't call it a subway like they do in New York, where where the, the trains really run mostly underground. Uh, I haven't been to New York, so you know I can't really say for sure, but. So that 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 leads you know that that begs the question: What's the difference between a subway, a metro, and a train? Is it just a matter of uh, heights, or you know whether you're above ground or underground? Subways are always underground, right? I assume. 
You know, subways, you don't see subways above ground. Well, you would and think so, but it beats trains, the, if you ask me. Really, it beats the shit out of me. I don't really know why it is. Um, I've been here for all of a week, so I really don't claim to know a whole lot about the area, and I'm not one of those guys. Who, I don't know shit about the area either. That's what I'm asking you, man. It's just, it's interesting. You, you know, you're like, you're like, uh, you're like a sponge out there soaking up all this, this mainland knowledge that that local people don't know, like shit that I don't know. You know, like. Trains and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am, uh, but it really is a case here of sink or swim. So if I don't learn how to ride this, then basically I'm I'm isolated to a very small geographic area because I I don't know the bus schedules over here either. So either that or freezing your nuts off while you're walking fucking fifty blocks. Oh yeah, that was kind of a nightmare. So so today I decided to look for a house. As I said earlier, I'm. I'm staying at the Travel Lodge, which is not really not too far from where I'm working. So it's about a half a mile walk. Uh, today was actually really pleasant walking to work. It was it was about 40 degrees. It's held steady for most of the day, as far as I can tell. Um, That's still way too cold, if you ask me. Uh, you get used to it, and so you know, just wearing a, a nice thick jacket. I actually I actually bought a winter jacket when I got up here because the ones that they sell in Hawaii. Uh, are, are good for Hawaii, but over here they, they really won't stand up very well to the rain. They won't stand up to the snow. A Hawaii, a Hawaii winter jacket's a very different thing from a mainland winter jacket. I guess it's kind of an oxymoron, sort of. You know, a, a winter jacket yeah. in Hawaii. I, I don't think that anybody else. Well, that you know, and Hawaiian winter. There is no fucking winter. It just rains more. That's all it is. You know, it's, it's probably gonna rain pretty soon right now. Actually, that's very true. But see, I'm gonna be here for the changing of the season, so. Uh, I've, you know, I've, I've seen the seasons change from summer to fall to winter before, but I've never seen winter to spring. Uh, the last time that I saw mm. the change of seasons was in South Carolina, so it wasn't too far from here. I'm expecting the, the same sort of thing, you know, where one day it's actually really cold and you go outside the next day and, you know, you can get around in, like, you know, a long sleeve shirt without a jacket. So that's, it's, it's something that's different. That's another thing we don't have is the changing of the seasons. There is no fall, you know. Leaves don't turn gold and red and yellow and all kinds of nice colors and shit we uh, i don't know it just rains more that's that's pretty much the crux of it really here yeah that's very true so the week before i left actually it was really humid in hawaii it was it was hot and sticky which you know i think for uh folks visiting from the u.s mainland or from abroad in places where they do have winter would have found it very comfortable but for me personally as a local it was unbearable and so I, I understand that there was a forecast we were supposed to get some tropical storms in Hawaii. Did, did, did you get hit by any of that in, in the week since I've been gone? It's something that all bikers deal with, you know, is getting rained on. It's a matter of how you deal with it, I think, is the difference. It's key. When I'm riding in the rain, I don't care if I'm soaking wet. As long as my feet, the bottom of my feet, as long as the soles of my feet are dry, I'm okay. The second that my feet are wet, I'm fucking miserable. I'm just speeding, just trying to get home and out of these fucking soaking-ass clothes, and uh, it's just awful. See, I'm a little more okay with that, so with the, the wet feet thing really doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when my nuts get wet, because you're riding with your nuts up on the tank, and so, you know, when you, uh, when you get that wet, when it's soaked all the way through and your nuts are just dripping, that is the worst that's the worst possible feeling. I, I because... never really had that kind of problem. I don't know. My balls generally stay pretty dry when I'm riding. And not even, you know, before I got my, or after I got my Harley. Even on my, um, on my Jixer, it was still, I guess it depends on how you're sitting, whether you're leaning over. It's just, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's easier on a sports bike because you got fairings and shit, you know, and the rain kind of it protects you from the rain. That's true, but, but I think that when you're on a cruiser, I don't have shit, dude. I got nothing. I'm just flapping out there in the fucking wind. Just, oh, it's 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 not very fun. Well, that's very true, but I I, I think that we can agree. Uh, I think that all men will agree at least that it really sucks. Really sucks to have soggy balls because nobody nobody likes it when their balls are soggy. I don't know. Do you do you enjoy it when your balls are soggy? Depends on the grip. Hmm. <laughs> That's an interesting perspective. So you know, I never really, I never really uh, thought about that. So as long as there's grip, even if if your nuts are soaking wet, or some you know, some nice like cupping action, cupping action, you know, you know where uh, like if I'm on a motorcycle, then no, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. I suppose there are situations where it's okay to have your nuts dripping. You know. Um, like for example, you know when 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 it's uh, due to a girl's juice and and not due to precipitation, I suppose that's kind of a little bit more pleasant. Um, I am hetero. I do like girls, and so holy that, shit! Did you just take it there? Did you just you just mention sex, dude? I did because it's fun. I enjoy it. I I would imagine that you. Enjoy oh my god! It I, I don't need to hear about you talking about sex, dude. Just <laughs> stop right there. I, I, <laughs> that's, I don't know. Maybe that's you're plenty. Uh, Fucking All right, okay, fuck homo. it. Go on. Okay. You enjoy no, sex. I'm, Who doesn't I'm, enjoy I'm sex? Just, right. I'm just it's part of a human condition. I'm just talking about it. So, you know, I'm just stating a All fact. Because right, we're enough. talking about wet nuts, you know. I mean, uh, you, when you're riding in the yes. rain and, you you know, like your butt crack is, like, uh, dripping, you know, that, that's a really unpleasant feeling. But, you know, when, when you're in... Oh, if man, you're, that uh, is a bad feeling. When guess, water just drips down there, it's just Yeah, terrible. that's that's really bad, you know, because uh, if you do lean over on a motorcycle, then the, in the rain, you know, I, even with the jacket, I guess sometimes it tends to get, get down there. And I really don't like the feeling uh, any better than wet nuts. I really don't like the feeling of uh, a soggy butt crack either. But, mm-mm, mm-mm. you know, like sweat. Nobody wants soggy butt crack. Yeah, or yeah. Nuts for that matter. Yeah, but you know, when they're riding a bike, bodily juices when they're produced by a girl are much more appealing, and so you know, I'm I'm willing to deal with the sogginess of the nuts in that respect. Um, and I, I suppose really wow. it's the girl that has to deal with the wet butt crack at that point, depending on the position. So, um, whoa, not, what kind of sex are you having? The, dude? That's that's the fun, fun kind. You know, it's shit it's good. It's not it's, not it's not it's kinky. It's I think oh it's it's God. natural. It's a beautiful beautiful thing. So uh, I'm getting awful, awful visuals right now. I'm I'm sure you are. Um, you know what? We've got a segment here. It's called the game of what if. The game, game of, of what, what if. if. So why don't? Are you ready, Scott? What? I'm gonna ask you what I'm gonna do. What I'm gonna do right here. This motherfucker right here, Scott. What I got right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so this motherfucker right here, okay. Scott. I'm gonna ask you one. Morally ambiguous question. A morally ambiguous question. Yes, morally ambiguous. Okay, it doesn't have to be morally ambiguous. It can be perfectly innocent. You know what? Let's start with a nice, easy one. You know, how about if you could erase one murder in history, whose life would you save, Scott? Whose life would I save? Would it have to be a murder? Could it be a suicide? Or I mean, what are the rules of this game? Where are these questions? Murder. Somebody else. So somebody else got murdered in the past by somebody else's hand. Whose life would you save from being murdered? So where where are these questions coming from? Why why am I why am I answering this don't in the you, first don't place? Don't you worry about that. Don't well, you worry about okay, that. Okay. So uh, a- any one person that has been murdered. Any one person that's been murdered. Hmm. 
Well, a lot of the most interesting people in history really killed themselves, you know, uh, of value. I guess uh, the high-profile ones in our time, I can remember Brad Noel mm-hmm. from Sublime or Kurt Cobain from Nirvana, you know, that... that uh, Those motherfuckers done killed themselves with drugs, dude. They didn't... I'm not talking about fools that shot up too much or were speedballing and, you know, got too fucked up. I'm talking about people that that died because somebody else took them out. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Whose life would you fucking Okay, save? actually, you know, I was talking about this the other day with a good friend of mine that has, uh, he's, he's working on a PhD, moved to uh, Arizona, so he lives in Tucson, I right. guess, uh... And, right. you know, one of the big issues right now is that the, this, you know, a senator was shot over there. Someone walked in and just gunned down a bunch of people. And really, I guess if I could take back... Uh, different. Yeah, yeah. So if, if I could uh, take back any one death, I suppose I, I might bring back uh, the nine-year-old girl in that shooting. Just because I think that it's an absolute wow. tragedy for someone that has never experienced life to have uh, their life force, the fire within, extinguished. Um, before their time, before they've really been able to experience uh, what you and I have been able to experience. I mean, sure, the girl has never known. That's, soggy that's admirable. Oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. You save the nine-year-old. Oh man, that's yeah, that's good of you. Well, you know, it's a selfless answer, or uh, you know, I guess the more conventional answer. We just had a uh, Martin Luther King Day on Monday, and Dr. King was sure. you know a very significant person. But I think part of the significance sure. of Dr. King. As important as he was, uh, I, I think really was because of his death. Because Dr. King was a martyr, and he's remembered well. He his death, in fact, did trigger a lot of social change. And so there's there's a Black History Museum not far from where I'm staying here in Alexandria, and I've walked past that on my way to the the metro station. And uh, I, I guess Dr. King would be a nice second choice. But again, you know, I, I as tragic as all his right, death all right. is, yeah. All right. Let's say let's say death himself shows up. Boom! He's right in front of your fucking face. All right. In his left hand, he holds the nine-year-old girl born on 9/11. In the right, he's got the good doctor Martin Luther King Jr. You got to pick one. Which one are you gonna save? I would pick the nine-year-old. You're gonna save. Really? I you would... would pick the nine-year-old girl. I would. Over. I would see because. Uh... The little girl has never experienced a soggy butt crack, but Dr. King has had the, the, the dripping nuts. And so, you know, at least he was of the age to have done so, whether whether he, he did so or not, I, I'm not exactly sure of that. I don't think Dr. King is celibate. Um, again, so, exclusion by experience. Exclusion by experience, she, yes. She wins by default. She wins yes. by default, then, essentially. Yes. Interesting. All right, all right, I can, I can respect that. I'll go with that. That's, I don't know if I would go the same way. No, but so so you think you it's would noble. you have would you have chosen to save Dr. King, or who? Let's reverse the question. So if you if you could save one person that's been murdered throughout history, Marvin Gaye Jr. Who? Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. You would bring Marvin Gaye back. <laughs> sexual healing, Marvin Gaye. Sexual healing, motherfucker. That guy was straight up murdered by his father. He was a talent cut short in his prime. The kind of music he could have done. That's true because I don't know. Maybe after after Marvin Gaye, everyone was just basically faking the funk, except for maybe George Clooney. I not not George Clooney. Uh, George Clooney. What the fuck is his name? George George Clinton. Clinton. George Clinton. I'm sorry. The um, Parliament. 
Yeah. Show some respect. I'm sorry. I was uh, born after Disco Fever died. You know, I, I don't think Saturday Night Fever was That's that no cool. excuse. I fucking love Disco. I love Disco. Why? I don't know why, but it's just... That's because you've been collecting music uh, your entire life, and you still listen to shit like Candy Rain. I bet you've got a fucking... All for one, an ace of bass on right, your iPod. Right. Okay, let's. Uh, oh, why, why don't you? I want you to look through your iPod. You let's gotta... see. Do you have any ace of bass right. in your iPod? All right, I'm pulling out my iPod. Yes, I do have ace of bass. Oh my fucking god! You've got ace of bass. I'd be lying, you know, and I'd be lying if I said that I didn't have Candy Rain as well. You have Candy Rain as well. Okay. Well, uh, I suppose... yeah, I got shit, dude. Are you kidding me? Fuck yeah. I suppose we're just music. kind of showing show our age here, so... I don't know what the average age of the pod- the average podcaster is, but, uh... Ken and I are both, uh, a little, little older. We graduated, uh, in the last millennium from high school, and so... You know, this, this is just a case. I remember when Alyssa Milano was a kid, uh, and, you know, when she was on Who's the Boss back before, uh, she was, you know, big public dude, figure. did you know that Alyssa Milano is huge on Twitter? She is all she over is. that I shit. follow Alyssa Milano on Twitter. She's like the fucking Twitter. queen of Twitter. But you know what is a good show? Another show that I've been watching is Hawaii Five O, bitches. Hawaii Five O is not a good show. The photography is excellent. What? And I'm a big Grace oh, Park no, fan. no, you didn't. I'm a big Grace Park fan. I think they do a good job of I making Hawaii look terrible. I know that you're mad. I know that you're mad. And because we, we have friends that work on this show. Uh, and, and driving yes, around do. Hawaii, uh, uh, shout, big shout out to uh, Priscilla Stafford. Who who works on that show? Who I, I think is a terrific right, person. Why you gotta mention her name? Don't 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 mention names. Because she's awesome, and I want everybody to know that Priscilla right, is shout awesome. Shout out to Priscilla. Priscilla, what up? Shout out to Priscilla. Priscilla. Fucking rock. Yes, but yes, Hawaii Five O. Why do you feel that it's a bad show? I think it's you know it's not. It ain't no lost. It's not amazing, and you know groundbreaking but i think it's a good show i think it promotes our state well you know the fucking b-roll is fantastic they make our shit look good dude straight they up. do they make hawaii look excellent and i think you know the, the as i said before you know i credit uh the photography crew with being doing some very very excellent work and i'm a big very very big grace park fan i love grace park uh she's canadian but I think she represents... Really? Yeah, she is. She's, Grace Park's uh, a she's fucking from, Canadian? She's from Vancouver, Canada, I believe. Yes, so... Uh, really? Yeah. Wow, I never would have guessed. I thought she'd be from the mainland someplace. Well, she is from the mainland. She's from fucking Canada. That's that's the mainland. Uh, it's North okay. It's North America. It's Do not Do you consider really. Canada as part of the mainland? I don't consider... Well, technically speaking, geographically speaking, Canada is part of the mainland. But I also tend to think in terms of... You know, my boundaries are not just geographical, but political as well. So when I think of mainland, I think strictly of the continental U.S. I don't know. That's just me. So I work on this place on a street called King Street. And King Street is a Oh, main you work avenue. King Street? Oh, I work King Street, bruh. Me? Yeah. Baritania, not the other side. How's you? Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, it's actually at King and North Pitt, but King Street is one of the main arteries here in Old Town, Alexandria, and the shops on it, kind of like the shops on the Strip in Waikiki, are, are really expensive to eat at, and so, you know, a, a decent right. meal is going to cost you anywhere from 20 to 30 bucks, so I can't what? pay that. Damn. Yeah, 20 to 30 bucks. The food's pretty good, but... You know, there's a lot of uh, what exactly are you getting for twenty or thirty dollars? That is ridiculous. For twenty, thirty bucks, you should be eating pretty well. 
Really? Uh, and you do. You do. The, the quality of the food is actually pretty good at most of the restaurants I've been to. I visited mm-hmm. a place called Geranio for dinner the first first night that I was here. It's a, an Italian restaurant. I felt a little oh, bit yeah. out, out of sorts. You know, I'm wearing a plaid shirt and a baseball cap sitting down in a place with tablecloths and, you know, cloth napkins. You know, the waiters sure. are uh, wearing bow ties. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty uh. fancy place, so I had a... At a lobster bisque, and I think it was like a lobster. Well, no wonder it's costing you that much. You're grinding lobster, dude. Yeah, but I mean, you know, all all the food dishes at that place, you know, cost about the same. So I don't, I don't really think that it matters. Fair enough. But, you know, it was like an eight dollar, eight dollar bowl of lobster bisque, and you know, I think like another nineteen bucks or so for my entree. I, I don't really remember what it was, but anyway, you know, that's that's on King Street, and so um. You know, when I got off of work today, I decided that I didn't really want to eat at one of these places. I can't keep eating at these places because, number one, I don't mm-hmm. really like to sit down by myself for dinner in strange places. Uh, and, number two, I'm not really that rich. You know, I'm, I'm living like I am right now because I have no choice. But my sure. goal really has been to find some cheaper places. Uh, in, you know, right. in the hotel room, I don't, I don't have, a, you know, uh, a refrigerator or a microwave. So I've been eating... A lot of right, Domino's you have no means pizza. to store food. No, I visited Trader Joe's. Also, you know, we talked about Trader I love Joe's Trader earlier. Joe's. Yeah, you know, the, I love Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, fuck Trader Joe's. But, what? Uh, yeah. Why? I'm not a big. I'm not a big supporter of organic. Let, let me finish this fucking story first. Sorry. Okay, come on. So, I, I love Trader Joe's. So anyway, yeah, fuck Trader Joe's. But anyway, uh, I was fuck looking you. for. I love Trader Joe's. For a cheap place to eat today, and so I, I, you know, someone recommended that I try this place called Kasi, and you know, so I went went down to this place, uh, and you know, I had I, I bought like a chicken pesto sandwich and you know, like a cup of coffee, and I got all, all right, of these for right. maybe ten bucks, so you know, it's a little cheaper, about half the not price. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I spent like ten bucks on lunch so. anyway. You know, food. I don't know. It's it's relative. Yeah, but you know, I'm walking. Walking back to the hotel, you know, I'm texting my friend who lives in Maryland, and, uh, you know, I told her where I ate, and so apparently, this is an interesting experience, because Kasi is supposed to be, she says here, that Kasi is like East Coast Zippies, and so for people that don't know, Zippies is a fast food place in Hawaii, it's not, the food's not really It's like a diner, it's like a... yeah. Like kind of a fifty style diner, but you know, that kind of just mixed plates, a lot of local stuff. I don't know. How would you describe Zippies? Uh well, I think you did it pretty well. You you can get like uh, in Hawaii we eat a lot of rice, and so you know you get like uh, I love rice. Two scoops rice, and then chicken, mac salad, mac salad, stuff like yeah. that. You know, and you zip know, pack, zip pack. You get chili and Frank or. Uh, what else? Korean chicken or fried noodles, stuff like that. It's just all, you know... Yeah, yeah Korean lo- chicken's pretty mean. Local type stuff. But, you know, I thought it was really, really cool. I walked in there, and so uh, I felt felt right at home. You know, I made the connection right after my friend Why's said that? it was like Zippy's, because, well, the place was staffed with uh, very, very friendly Filipino people. You know, and oh, so uh, I walked in, yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I don't, I'm not making any kind of racial statement here, but, you know, just hearing that No, accent, you definitely feel more comfortable. Yeah, Isn't it I, fucked up how, like, you feel more comfortable around other Asian people? Is that wrong? I don't know, because that's how I feel when I'm on the mainland. I'm just surrounded by, it's just very segregated, you know, like, white folk, black folk, Latinos, Asians. Well, I don't really feel like Asian. it's, 
No, motherfucker, really Japanese. Not, what are it's you? It's not all about you know being Asian or anything like that. It's just the fact that it, you know that hearing that. I don't know. Do Filipinos accent, consider themselves Asians? That's they do, but thing. it's it's really what's really interesting they about do? it is that uh, Indians consider themselves Asian here, and so do people from the Middle East. Apparently, um, they check the oh, Asian okay. box, the Asian box, and not the other box. Wow. Yeah, so they consider right, themselves right. Asian slash Pacific Islander, I suppose. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, so that was that was kind of an interesting experience. Uh, the chicken pesto sandwich was actually terrible, so even more so oh, it felt like zippies. Yeah, you know, even more <laughs> oh, so it felt like zippies. Oh, zing! Uh, no, I love zippies. <laughs> you know, I'm standing here thinking that if I can't have my comfort food, then at least in this place that that there's an element of comfortability. You know, and so there's that right. familiarity with a particular culture. You know, hearing the Filipino yes. accent just you know, kind of put me put me at ease, and so I felt more at home wow. in this place. Uh, even more so after my friend told me that it was like Zippy's. You know, I made made the connection, and so uh, you know, I definitely think that I'm going to go back to this place. You know, the it's it's like Zippy's. Mm-hmm. The food's not terrific, but uh, the service was friendly, and it just because of the Filipino Something ladies, it, about it felt it. a little bit more like home. Interesting. I'm not sick for home. Really, I you know I like it here, like I said, and I you know I'm gonna enjoy sticking around and learning what it's like to be, uh, I guess, right. I don't know, Virginian or Washingtonian, whatever you would, whatever you would call the locals over here, you know. But I think of myself as kind of, you know, this is like the adventures of the displaced Hawaiian, something, something like that. Yeah, that is the the mission statement of this podcast, isn't it? It's it's uh, the misadventures of the displaced Hawaiian, mm-hmm. and and you literally are Hawaiian, are you not? I am. I'm a little bit native Hawaiian. Uh, it's the reason that. Well, I guess it's part of the reason that my skin is so dark. Um, I've been oh, mistaken yeah. for a Mexican in some places. Well, I don't really see how that mm. happens because I, you know, I have the. I don't want to get all you know, racial stereotype, but I do have you know the the slanted eyes and the slow forehead, but wow. know, my skin is a little darker. So I've been so. mistaken for a lot of things that I'm not. You know, everybody thinks you and know the they Okinawan see. Too. It's weird on the West Coast. Everybody thinks that I'm Chinese. You know, they see an Asian and immediately they they equate equate that with you know the most common kind of Asian, which I guess I guess is Chinese over there, and over Dude, here you are they. Chinese. I've had a lot of people think that I'm Korean over here. You know, people think that I'm Korean too. I'm not. I'm Japanese. Yeah, but you're... I don't mind. You know, whatever. It's we all look alike. We all look the same. Well, I guess you know. I you know. I find that uh, you know a lot of people over here don't distinguish between the they don't distinguish between the different types of uh, white people. You know, this is a common ancestry. Yeah. Like, I guess with you know a lot of different. Types of ethnicities. That's kind of how it is, though. When I'm when I'm on the mainland, it just falls into like those four categories. You know, you're either white, or you're black, you're Asian, or you're Latino. And that's about it, really. You fall into one of those, and there's no real sense of cultural identity. You know, when you see all the people on the mainland, like the Japanese Americans from the mainland, compared to Japanese Americans here, they're so different. You know. They, they, they're uh, like bananas, uh, yellow on the outside, <laughs> white on the inside. That's right. I went there. Yeah. What? Yeah. 
Well, I guess you're right. I, I think that, you know, Hawaii people are very much more sensitive to that type of thing. So, you know, you can lead off conversation in Hawaii when you're talking to anybody really uh, with, oh, what nationality are you? And so mm-hmm. I would recognize the difference really between, say, you know, a Cuban and a Mexican. I think that's very different. They come from very different places. But, you know, when, when you fill out surveys, there's really only that, that one box for Hispanic. You know, right. Well, that, that's the thing, though. It's such a I don't know. I don't know if it's such a pervading like sense of cultural identity. Where when you ask like most white folk, they're like, "What are you?" And they're like, "I'm white." And they're like, "No, really, what are you?" You're like, "Oh, I'm German Irish," or you know, whatever it may be. Like, it's just a overriding sense of uh, being, I guess, when you're on the mainland compared to here, where we're so much more you know, Japanese or so much more Chinese or so much more Korean or so much more connected to the, our, I don't know, our native countries, I guess. Well, I guess. Say, well, I, it goes both ways, though, because when I'm in Japan, I, I am not Japanese because no. I, I may look like them, but fuck, as soon as I open my mouth, they know I'm not Japanese. I can speak, but I, I don't feel Japanese and I am definitely not like identifying with Japanese people. Japanese people are so strange. It's, it's, I don't know, a lot of them are just so bottled up emotionally and it drives me crazy when they don't express <laughs> themselves. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really something that's isolated, you know, that, that sense of, uh, you know, I guess ethnic homogeneity of, of the quote mm-hmm. unquote white person, you know, because sure. uh, when I visited Europe, you know, I went to a conference over there a few months ago, uh, I was there for, in, in Munich, Germany for Oktoberfest. And the German cultural identity is actually nice. really strong. So it's really strange. You know, I was hanging out with uh, Italian people also. Uh, one of mm-hmm. them lived in, in Texas, uh, and the other one lived in Oxford. Um, well, I guess wow. not Oxford, but some somewhere in England. Taught at uh, someplace called King's College. And Italians also have a very strong ethnic identity. You know, they, they identify with each other because, you know, we're they're familiar with the same things. Germans are familiar with the same things. English are familiar with mm-hmm. the same things. And well, Europeans whereas... are very different, I think, because they're, they're so close to each other, you know. Europeans are so much cooler than us. They all speak, like, five or six languages. They're just, I don't know, they're all very different from our lifestyle as Americans. You know, we're very American. It's, it's, it's crazy how different we are, really. That's true, because, you know, if you go just over the border to the north, you know, I was in Vancouver mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago, and, you know, I have some friends up there, and they were telling me that, you know, they learned uh, French in school. You know, I know that a lot of Mexicans, if you go south, uh, a lot of people from Mexico will speak English as well as Spanish, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, uh, it, it really is, you know, we have to learn, um, I, don't, I don't know about if, if this is true everywhere, but in Hawaii, we have to take uh, – if, if you want to get a bachelor's degree, you have to take two years of a foreign language. And so although I'm well, Japanese – it depends on, depends on your degree. If you're getting like arts and science degree, then you do. But if you, if you get a degree in something else, I don't think there's a language requirement. I think yeah. it's universal for UH. I think it's universal is for it? uh, University really? of Hawaii. Oh, it is kind of one of its tenets though really that UH strives to you know be diversified culturally and – yeah, that's true. I think you do need to learn another, study another language for what, Well, that years. makes sense because Hawaii is such a mishmash of different people from different places. Uh, I, I, you know, I know that 
the mainland, uh, especially on the East Coast here. I'm, I'm traveling to New York, and I know that that was a major port of entry for a lot of immigrants when America was getting started. And so there was that mishmash, but I think that's, you know, over time that's become, uh, I don't want to say watered mm-hmm. down, but I guess it's become a non-issue. You know, every, everybody's so mixed over here as well that they've just kind of developed a separate identity. And so I used to think that America didn't have its own culture you know, as much as, as say, you know, the Germans or Italians. Well, we're such a young culture. We're such a younger culture than, like, Europeans have been around for so much longer. You know, we've only been around for, what, 200-something years? That ain't ain't very long at all, really. No, it's not. But what trips me out is being in, you know, I'm in pretty much the oldest part of the country, or one of the the oldest parts of the country. And, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of historical things here, you know, I'm... The, the house that I'm trying to move into here is actually built in 1840. So it's got, you know, like a French-style drainage system where all the water runs into the basement and out through these little vents. And, you know, the house is a little bit run down being that it's so old, but it's, you know, I'd really like to stay in that place because, you know, 1840, when I think about what Hawaii must have been like in 1840, I mean, that's a, it's a very different conception. You know, so oh yeah, definitely. Hawaii, as opposed, from... you know, being the fiftieth state, the last state to join the union, is very far removed from, you know, what it was when people first came to the East Coast, you know, which is the first place that was colonized. And uh, I feel that it's really interesting being able to see all of this this older stuff. And you know, as an American, I feel I feel connected to it. I do. Uh, I feel yeah, like it's, it's part of my history. own history. Yeah, that's our history as Americans. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's, that's our shit right there. That is, that's our, our shit. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, soak it in, man. Learn a lot while you're there. I went to, I went, I've been to D.C. once. I seen the Constitution. It was like in this weird, like, green grass, like, I don't know. It was, it was strange. Just like, well, I, I think it's so that, you know, if you take pictures of it, it probably neutralizes light you know when i was in when i was in uh i was in strasbourg france and i went to a museum and you know i thought it was really strange that they told me that i couldn't use my flash on my camera because it would break down all paintings uh over here in america we tend to encase our precious things in you know two inch thick bulletproof glass but in france you know you're allowed you can go right up to stuff and and look at it and take pictures of it and you know the the art and all the artifacts are, are free to breathe. You know, I I don't really know if that's the case uh, over here, but I'm I'm probably going to tour the National Mall uh, sometime this weekend. You know, check all that stuff out, and I feel really lucky because uh, the Smithsonian and a lot of the museums over here are actually free. The the aeronautical ones. Well, the aeronautical uh, museum. Well, does that is that the one that they have like the the Wright brothers for plane? Stuff like that. Yeah, that's a cool museum. I've been in there. It was a long time ago, but that's yeah. All of those museums, Smithsonian's just amazing. Well, I don't know for sure yet, but I'll take your word for it, and I'm gonna find out probably this weekend. So, you know, that's that's pretty yeah. cool. You know, Enjoy it, man. Soak it in. That's 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 cool because it's something that you know a lot of people from Hawaii don't get to see or travel and really learn or appreciate. The history of America. Right? That's the watch. That's the heart of our nation. 
It is the heart of our nation. I, I you know, and I, it makes me, I, I feel much more comfortable knowing that somewhere sitting in a White House, there's another guy that's lived in Hawaii and knows, you know, uh, Obama was actually, President Obama, excuse me, was mm-hmm. in Hawaii uh, for a few days around Christmas, yep. I guess, visiting his family. And so, uh, you know, I imagine that he ate at Zippy's and, you know, maybe when he's in Washington, D.C., he eats at Kasi and maybe... Just maybe the Filipino ladies that are very, very friendly make him feel a little more at home as well. I don't yeah, know. What, I don't do, know. What, if, what do you think? Does he, does he really identify as Hawaiian? I guess he he must because he grew up here, you know, for, for the most part, for the most part of his childhood. Well, I do know that when he comes to Hawaii, uh, President Obama does like to eat at L&L, L&L Drive-In, which is pretty similar to Zippy's, another plate lunch place uh and yeah you know i i appreciate the fact that you know if i if i brought a little bit of zippies to the white house that maybe you know the secret service might have to inspect it you know they'd have to probably have some low-level intern taste it to make sure i didn't poison it but if you know if i brought you know terry beef with uh two terry scoops beef. of rice and mac salad you know even if he didn't get to eat it i i think president obama would look at it with longing, you know, and think back to his time in Hawaii and think fondly of it, at least, you know, back back to his like, time at hey, Punahou School. school Somebody yeah. brought me plate lunch. Yeah, plate lunch, you know, and so uh, there's that element of I mean, local Hawaiianness. You can you can get you can get local food shipped to your door, man. There there are companies that sell like Ojimanokua. You can get Lao Lao shipped to your door on the mainland. You can get Portuguese sausage, Zippy's chili, all kinds. Rice. Well, you know, honestly, I'm probably going to use those services, but before I can have it shipped to my door, I need to have a door to have it shipped to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm the mayor. I'm the mayor on Foursquare of this travel lodge in Alexandria. And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely ready to, to be out of this hotel and, you know, into some place that I can settle into and become at least a little more comfortable. And, you know, once I have an oven... Yep. Then I can go to the grocery store and at, at least cook local style food for myself, and I think that'll make me feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, it, it'll it'll you know, just bring you that much closer to home. But that's all right, you know, onto greater and better things out of that hotel. Moving on up, getting a place. You know, step one. Stay tuned. <laughs> we out. Watch the way.
trying to let go, just let go.